Hey friends, hello, welcome to Running Scared. I'm Coach Christine, I'm a level two RRCA and a run, walk, run certified coach, but more importantly than that, I am somebody who loves true crime, some spooky tales, a whole lot of Halloween, and I enjoy running, getting laced up, going for a walk, just staying active. If you are just like me in regards to these things, then welcome, you have found your corner of the internet and we are likely going to be besties. Let's go ahead and get right into today's walking warm-up in three, two, and one. Great work, rock stars. First and foremost, you get laced up. That is the hardest part of any workout. Get out the door, you jumped on the treadmill on the elliptical. Regardless of how you're choosing to move during this workout, it has been the right choice for you. So glad to have you here. Just a little housekeeping notes to make sure that you really maximize this time for yourself and stay as healthy and fit and injury free as possible. I just wanna remind you that if you are rolling outside, that you're being very mindful of your surroundings, it is especially good to get into the habit of letting someone know where you're heading or at least when to expect you back home. And then of course, maybe pop out an AirPod or an earbud so you can still hear what's going on around you. If you're rolling inside on that treadmill, bring up that treadmill incline to at least a 1% that helps to minimize the impact on your joints. Also, it helps you to mimic the outdoors. If you're rolling on an elliptical or any other kind of gym machine, make sure that you're actually engaging your core, you're staying tall, you're not leaning over any of those handrails. Go ahead and, and maximize your time in your workout, my friend. Staying tall and proud from start to finish. Before we get into today's very special guest, I wanna let you know that this case will not be, I don't consider it over the top spooky, but we will be discussing the paranormal. We will be discussing some really interesting stories that I cannot wait for you guys to hear about. So if you are the type of individual who doesn't necessarily like to discuss the paranormal or you're not into any kind of ghost stories, this may not be the right episode for you and that's okay my friends, I'm not judging, but I'm suspecting that if you're here and you saw that title when you hit play, that you know what you're getting in for. So. We're gonna get this show on the road here in just a few more minutes. From this walking warm-up, we're gonna go into a few different segments. So before we get into that, let's talk about the RPE scale. It's the rate of perceived effort. If you've run with me before, walked with me before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The RPE scale just goes on a scale of one to 10. One is a very light, easy movement, kind of like you're out with a stroll, you're chit-chatting, maybe you've gone out with our special guest for today. 10 is an all-out sprint, like you just saw the scariest ghost in your entire life and you want to hightail it out of there. We are gonna be hanging out in conversation phase today, doing eight minute segments with two minute walking transitions in between, so you can pull back that piece a little bit, make it a little lighter, or you're welcome to use those two minute segments to pop it up a notch and get in a little speed into your legs maybe push on that elliptical or that treadmill. Our final 60 seconds will be a pace pickup where I want you to push on through there before we all meet back for a short cool down walk on the other side. Again, we're gonna get rolling here in just a couple minutes. I do want you to know, friends, that when I first set up this adventure conversation, I was very excited. I am 
pretty much like a historical nerd in addition to all of the other weird things that I'm into. And I love learning about history. I'm fascinated by what, what kind of came before. And while Central Florida and Florida is not necessarily known for being centuries old and definitely if you're from you've traveled through Europe or some places elsewhere there's a little bit more rich history you kind of can sometimes turn up your nose at some of the central Florida things but I'm here to tell you we're not all land of theme parks we have some really rich history as well and with that there is always a chance of some additional paranormal. And our special guest today is going to definitely discuss how she has made it her career to help others find that opportunity to maybe chit chat with some of the paranormal activity here in Central Florida. And whether or not you are coming down to this side of the world, I think you're going to enjoy today's conversation because you may walk away having a little bit of a different belief in whether or not life exists after death as we know it. So friends, bear with me in about 30 seconds. I'll bring in our guests. We'll get right into that conversation pace. I have to tell you while we're waiting to get our workout started that I, I can't wait to go on the tours. So you'll have to keep me in the loop, my friends. Stay in touch through social media, Running Scared Coach Christine. Join the Facebook group. It'll be in episode notes. And all of the contact information for our special guests will also be in episode notes. So without further ado, let's bring in the big dogs, my friend. Let's go ahead and welcome in our guest as you take it into your conversation pace in three, two, and one. All right, friends, as you're bringing it up into that conversation pace segment, I am so excited to finally get an opportunity to introduce you to our very own ghost ambassador, Heather. Hello, Heather. Welcome on in. Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me. Heather, I have been looking forward to this. Of course, we had a little bit of, well, you know, a Florida hurricane. It kind of put a little damper in us getting a chance to get together, but it is officially spooky season is what I tend to call it. I'm sure you guys just call it another day in the neighborhood, but I'm so <laughs> glad to have you guys here from American Ghost Adventures. And I'd love to hear more about you, Heather, because in checking out your history, you've kind of always been drawn a little bit to the paranormal. Yeah, that's right, Christine. I actually got involved with uh, being interested in paranormal investigations when I was in college. I am a big theater nerd and um, I volunteered at a haunted playhouse for quite some time and would do overnight set builds and I'd find spooky stuff happen and then I was able to debunk some things and I was able to, you know, ponder on others. So it kind of led me to this and this was actually my first uh, job interview after the pandemic hit. So I was very fortunate to find this and it came at a very interesting time in my life where I was experiencing a lot of loss and it kind of turned the idea of life and death on its head for me. So it's been a very, very wild and interesting ride. I think that that's actually a really interesting way of looking at it, that it does give us a little bit more of just the very temporal life that we all live to be able to explore with the paranormal. I'm also pretty fascinated as a I'm an admirer of the arts. Never could I actually go on the stage, but I'm actually a little fascinated about this um, theater that you may have been at. I know you're a Florida native. Was it here in Central Florida as well? 
It was actually more on the coast. It was in Brevard County. Um, I know which one you're I, talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I used to volunteer there in my college days, and I mostly worked behind the scenes unless I was doing Shakespeare, and they always need actors for Shakespeare. So. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't imagine why. Well, it's great to have you here. Now, do you call more of the downtown Central Florida home at this point, or have you still stayed on the coastal areas of Central Florida? I'm in between both personally, but uh, downtown has always had a place in my heart. Uh, my grandparents always lived in the heart of Orlando and worked in downtown Orlando. So I think I would always consider downtown Orlando and the Orlando area my home. Got it. I, I feel very similar. I'm kind of torn between the Space Coast and here, and I'm not sure which one I really consider as my hometown exactly. personally. <laughs> But luckily with American Ghost Adventures, we don't really have to pick because there are tours pretty much throughout all of Central Florida, all the way up into what I consider truly the center part of Lake County of Central Florida to downtown Orlando and a few cities beyond. Of course, I feel like I wanna talk a little bit about all the different tours because you guys have quite a few. But I'm curious, yeah. right out of the gate, do you have a favorite one to leave? My favorite ones to lead are the ones in downtown Orlando, of course. Uh, our most exclusive tour being our four-hour ultimate tour. You get a ton of locations, you get to use a bunch of tools, and you get a lot of stories. They're very customizable tours. So that's like our ultimate experience, of course, hence the name Ultimate Tour. Um, but what we have as far as our most popular tour, I would say is probably our two-hour sample tour. So that's a sample of the ultimate tour. Uh, you don't work with as many tools, but you do get a sample of the tools. Uh, you get to investigate at least one building during the tour, and it's a very hands-on, interactive experience, uh, both of those tours. We also have a couple of more low-key tours. We've got our pub tour, where it's more spirits with spirits, and you get to hear like some spooky stories, and we take you through the bars downtown so that's a lot of fun and then um, we do have our express tour in case you're more looking for just like history or just to kind of walk around and tell some spooky tales that one's about an hour and a half long so we've got everything from maybe the casual observer a little bit of interest to the person who may need a full just immersion of their tour. And then with a little bit of spirits in between, I feel like that will definitely make sure that you guarantee that you see a little bit of paranormal activity, depending on the spirit, of course. <laughs> Yeah, we also offer the same tours in Mount Dora. It's a little bit of a different environment. You get to explore one of the oldest hotels in Florida uh, and the surrounding area. Uh, we do a two hour walking tour and pub tour in Deland, as well as a pub tour in New Smyrna. We do have a couple of specialty tours coming up as well with Highway to Haunts and the Greenwood Cemetery. Ooh, okay, I can't wait to also explore a little bit of that highway to haunt. So basically it sounds to me like it's more of a, again, for folks that aren't necessarily here in Central Florida, maybe they're planning a trip down here and they want to get a good idea. We are not necessarily like more of a Northeast big city where everything is very central. We definitely have more of a sprawling energy. So is that where the highway to haunts comes into play? 
Yeah, for the most part, we pick a location and we'll advertise it. It's usually an investigation we bring guests on that we're um, exploring for the first time or we visit them annually. So the locations for highway haunts change up and those are updated on our website. Now the Greenwood Cemetery, we do have a date set for that uh, October 22nd. So that's coming up here just before Halloween. I feel like I'm going to have to embark on that. I've been meaning to do this one forever because it's actually the Greenwood Cemetery has been lauded as one of the top places in Florida for paranormal activity. So I feel like that's a must do if you are rolling through Central Florida. I can definitely uh, vouch that I've experienced a lot in that cemetery in my short time working in it. Um, I started doing the Greenwood Cemetery tours earlier this year. I've worked with the company for about two years. So uh, my first tour at Greenwood was February of this year. And we definitely got some really interesting activity and it was just a blast. I'm kind of curious now that you're doing more of like you're doing the same tours a bit more often and maybe you having your own personal experiences. Do you feel like you're making friends like the some of the spirits that I have heard of in the Greenwood Cemetery uh, once uh, I guess a, a fur child, a little fur baby that I'm always fond of. Do, do you get to name it? I mean, how does that work? So um, with a lot of spirits, uh, of course, animal spirits, we can't really do this with. But when we investigate, we will play like what's called the alphabet game. We'll take dowsing rods and we'll go through the letters of the alphabet and we'll ask the spirits to cross the rods when they hear the first letter. That way we get an idea of what their name might be. And then from there we can make some educated guesses toward that. Sometimes history will lead you there and sometimes the spirits themselves will lead you there through investigation. I feel like it's a very respectful tone that you guys take with the paranormal and making sure that it's not something where you're just naming them and deciding to go with it for a marketing standpoint. It's more along the lines of letting them kind of express themselves through this process. Absolutely. We find too that when you're respectful of the spirits and you take into consideration maybe what time period they came from or, you know, the way they might have grown up or how they like to be addressed, that you do get a lot more activity and it seems to be a lot more positive rather than negative. I know a lot of um, shows will show ghost hunters or, you know, we call ourselves ghost ambassadors because hunting is such a... Uh, kind of a violent term yeah, if you look at it. Not that you put it that way. <laughs> so um, you'll see a lot of them taunt spirits instead of taunting mm -hmm. spirits we try to treat them and you know they're just like you and me they just don't have the meat suit to get around anymore they kind of are a little more free in that's a way. Gonna, that's going to become my favorite terminology for the rest of this particular workout, friends. So if you are indeed wanting to treat yourself to a little bit of a kinder pace change, we're going to have a couple minutes on the clock for you to pull back that pace. Or if you're feeling a little spicy there and you want to push up into more of a tempo pace, feel free to do so. You've got two minutes on the clock in three, two, and one. And meat suit. Okay, I think that's officially my favorite term and I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it. <laughs> but I, we're, gonna, we're gonna leave that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ponder that terminology for a little bit, and we're gonna learn a little bit more. Um, so again, the Cemetery Tour is coming up. Do you guys do it monthly is what it appears. It doesn't seem like it's an every weekend experience. 
The Greenwood Cemetery is more of an annual or a biannual uh, experience for us because we do have to work with the city to get special permissions to go out there and make sure everybody's, you know, covered under safety. So we don't do it monthly, but when a lot of interest is shown, we try to make that happen. Or of course, when special times of year come around like this, we, you know, try to make more trips out to Greenwood. Uh, it is especially fun because Greenwood Cemetery tours do tie into the downtown Orlando tours. A lot of the history and the same uh, historical figures are buried at Greenwood. So that's a great tour if you are new to American Ghost Adventures and have never taken a tour with us, or if you've done any of our downtown Orlando tours, it's kind of a neat continuation. So friends, with that coming up right around the corner on October 22nd, I'm going to definitely suggest you've heard how special it is. Go ahead and book your tour. Again, it's going to be an episode note, so you don't need to stop your run. You don't need to pull out your phone and snapshot it. I'll have it linked for you to be able to check out American Ghost Adventures. And potentially, we'll get to meet at that tour, friends, if you book it, because I do think that it sounds like something that I have to make happen for myself. But what you have to make happen at this point, friends, is you're going to go ahead and bring it back up into your next conversation block and we're going to have Heather give us a little bit more of what we could expect on the tour. So friends, bring it back up in three, two, and one. So Heather, we've teased a little bit about all of the amazing tours that you guys have and truly there's so many to list friends that you have to just go to the website, check it out and book the one that sounds best to you. But I would love to know if maybe as a ghost ambassador, Heather, if you would feel comfortable telling us about maybe one of your favorite stories of downtown Orlando. Absolutely. One of my favorite stories is the story of Gordon Rogers and the Gordon Rogers building downtown. I don't know if anyone has explored the downtown areas, but there is a particular building off of Pine and Magnolia that kind of sticks out. It's a Victorian style green building, and that is the Gordon Rogers building. It was built in 1886, and Gordon Rogers was an Englishman who came down to the Florida area and he wanted to build up more of a kind of English uh, style area to be more of a social club. So he built the Gordon Rogers building and it became a social club, mostly for gentlemen upstairs. And it was a proper gentleman's club. Some of the uh, other ghost tours in the area make label it as a brothel. That is a little bit historically incorrect. Um, this was more of your proper gentleman's club where you have, you know, um, you play darts, you get a good drink, you talk about politics, smoke a good cigar. The building's actually very long if you look at it. And they had a bowling alley up there at one point in time. So the Gordon Rogers building served as mostly the social club for the gentlemen, but they didn't leave the ladies out on the first floor. So the ladies didn't have to trouse up and down the stairs in their beautiful dresses. They have the Cosmopolitan Pub, and that's you know the same for the ladies. They were able to swap recipes, talk about the town gossip, and share a nice drink together. And of course, they didn't have to be bothered with the men folks who were upstairs doing their own thing. Um, but what I really love about the Gordon Rogers building are some of the ghost stories that come out of there and my own personal experiences. So there are two ghosts that we usually see in that area. 
one being Mr. Rogers himself. And I'll get back to him in just a little bit because that kind of ties into some of the personal experiences I've had. But we want to talk about first the lady in white who walks through the gallery. Now, I don't know if any of you are familiar with some of the hauntings, but just to give you a brief uh, description of this type of haunt, it is called a residual haunt. And a residual haunt isn't necessarily conscious. It is more of an imprint on the world. So what you're looking at is if you have a big plasma screen TV and you leave your Netflix menu up too long, when you turn off the TV and those pixels are still burned in there, that's kind of like your residual haunt. And that's what the lady in white is. Usually those residual haunts are patterns. You can kind of almost set your watch to them, but another telltale sign of them is that the figures of those hauntings will walk through objects. And that's usually because the architecture of the building or furniture have moved around and it's not familiar to that path or that energy path that they've left. So that lady has become so whole in the building that she actually set off the alarms in the building at one point in time. And the police department had to come out and check on it because that is a, a public building. So the city of Orlando is responsible for it. So they come out, they check it, no forced entry or anything. They don't see any weird signs. So they start asking everybody in the area what happened or if they saw anything. And of course, everything else on that block are all bars. So it's a bunch of drunk people coming out. <laughs> They've had a lot of fun and they're coming out and they're like, oh yeah, man, I saw this lady. She was wearing a white dress and she walked right through the paintings, man. And the officer's looking at him like, well, you smell like a distillery. This yeah. could be anything. And he goes, you know what, man? I totally get you. But my DD saw it too. <laughs> so what do you write for a police report for that lady in white walks through walls, no signs of forced entry? <laughs> now, I'm actually, actually um, fascinated about that as well. Like, do, do we know what she's wearing? Have you actually, are there like uh, anybody who's tried to draw out what she's actually wearing in this white? To my understanding, no. Um, I believe the reports say it's a white gown or a white dress, probably 19th century. But that's about the all we know so far. Of course, I haven't seen it myself. I look forward to the day I do. Now, the spirit I've interacted with more is Gordon Rogers himself. And he's said to haunt more on the uh, second floor. And there is a big like Victorian window off the corner of the building. And sometimes when you're down on the street, they say that you can see him waving from that window to people down on the street. I mean, it's a beautiful building. It's absolutely incredible. And if you were to ever think of like that quintessential where you would potentially see a ghost. I mean, I have a pretty good imagination. I can just look at it and see, like, yeah, I could, I could, I could see a figure up there. There's no doubt. Like, it, it deserves to have a figure up there in the window. So I can see where that would come into play. But how did you experience? Did you actually see him waving at you from downstairs, or did you have a little bit of a closer encounter? I'd say my encounter was a little closer. So, um, like I said, we do the four hour ultimate tours down there. And last Halloween, I booked one of those tours. It was a couple and I was able to customize the experience for them. And we start at the Gordon Rogers building. So we went upstairs and I'm introducing the tools and the different types of haunts they'll come across. 
and they're both believers, but the gentleman on the tour said he was skeptical of flashlight activity. He had never experienced it himself before. He'd seen it on TV. And what flashlight activity is for our listeners is when a flashlight will turn itself on or off. Um, And we set it up in such a way, which if you come on the tours, we'll teach you how to use all this equipment. So we set it up in such a way that would be conducive to this kind of activity. So I'm setting up my flashlight and I tell him, well, I hope that we can get some flashlight activity because, of course, I don't command the spirits. The spirits do what they want. (laughs) You're you're an ambassador. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So as soon as I set the flashlight down on the table, it turned on and I picked it up and I reset it just to make sure and I put it back down and turned on again and I said okay spirit could you back away from the flashlight and turn off if that's truly you and the flashlight turned off so through that we were able to have a conversation with the spirit and found out through the alphabet game and a couple other ways that it was Gordon Rogers himself that was talking to us and he prefers to be called sir and when my guest heard he was a fan uh, or when he heard that he was an Englishman he asked if he was a fan of the Beatles I said well 1886 that's a little <laughs> bit before the Beatles but you know what's fun I have Spotify on my phone so I put on come together by the Beatles and I set it down next to the flashlight and I said okay sir if you like the song that you're hearing will you light up the flashlight so the song starts and it starts going through the verse and we get a blink off the flashlight and then through the chorus it kind of blinks some more by the end of the song it's almost on time with the music on beat uh just following along so it was a really really cool experience and um we got a lot of information on gordon rogers that day i think it's just you know the spooky season as you call it halloween coming up and everything and it being halloween that day uh that location is actually very conducive for haunted activity that's one of the most haunted street corners in all of orlando where that building resides absolutely incredible so i think we're going to take it away as he is indeed a beatles fan and friends this is that opportunity where you can either pull back your pace you can stay right here in conversation pace or you can pop it up for about 60 seconds before you meet into our next conversation block now that sounds like a really up close and personal tour which again now i can see why the ultimate tour is such a popular experience because you really are able to instead of doing what i kind of think of when i think of a tour is more of where you have a preset destination you go you're there for a few seconds maybe there one story you move on but it sounds like with the ultimate tour you guys really are able to dig deep and actually get to have a leisurely encounter with these individuals if they the paranormal if they choose to make themselves known absolutely that's exactly what the four hour tour is designed to do is to give you an opportunity to kind of linger and really investigate further the two hour tours do a good job of kind of simulating that but if you really want to dig deep that four hour tour is really what you want it's very customizable and a lot of fun not only for you guys but i always have a blast on those tours myself i can tell i can hear it in your voice i i love to hear the excitement Uh, And friends, hopefully you too are excited as you're rolling through this workout. So we're going to take it into our final conversation block here in three, 
two and one. Heather, this is, I mean, truly, I love to hear this. And I love to hear that there's a few people that I'm sure you've encountered that have been skeptical. And it sounds like, I'm not gonna say that everyone becomes a believer through this opportunity, but let's just say that they probably walk away with a certainty that they can't be certain one way or the other, that they maybe have to, to concede that there's something going on, whether they can explain it one way or the other. Is that kind of what you feel is a big takeaway from those skeptics on your tours? So I do run across a lot of skeptics on my tour and that's totally okay. One of the great things about our tour is the hands-on part of it and giving those skeptics an opportunity to put the tools in their hand and use them for themselves to see how they can be debunked, right? So I find that a lot of people come away with at least a, well, what if it might be, you know? Um, with a lot, I've had, you know, people from all walks of life from, people with religious backgrounds to people who are just skeptical of the paranormal and they have, you know, more of a conservative background. It is very interesting to see people come on the tour and their eyes be opened up, uh, whether they experience like full-on flashlight activity or we've had some really personal experiences, especially with the dowsing rods, where some people actually have their own spirits that follow them and make themselves known on the tour. So that tends to be really special. Usually those are family reunion type moments and I have had a few guests who have had some teary moments on our tour just because they've uh, they're so overwhelmed with what they've experienced. I mean I've got to be honest I'm hearing you tell me and I immediately started tearing up just thinking of the opportunities that people would have to reunite with a loved one in that way so I'm sure that has to be an incredibly special experience and I love to hear that it sounds overwhelmingly friendly. I would love if we could take a tour up to Mount Dora, but before we do that, have you encountered anyone in downtown Orlando or any activity that didn't feel warm and fuzzy for you? So it's not necessarily that it doesn't feel warm and fuzzy, but there are occasionally some imposing spirits. Now, of course, as a rule of thumb, we always invite only good energy into our investigations. So anytime we feel that something threatening is happening or it's becoming too intense, which rarely ever happens because our spirits are familiar with us. Um, we don't get a whole lot of negative or even um, uncomfortable activity. But there is one part of our tour that a lot of uh, our guests have trouble with, and it's actually one of the, uh, the past signs for whether you're gonna become an ambassador or not. And that's in part of one of the buildings, there's a big spooky hallway. And it's usually very dark, and there is a spirit in there that we know as the big guy. And the big guy, he's not really threatening, but he can be imposing. He seems to want to intimidate or size you up. Uh, so there are times where guests will feel that energy and I know for sure when I'm up there by myself occasionally I have the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and I'm like okay I, I feel you big guy I know you're there I acknowledge your existence I hope I didn't make you upset 
If I did, you're gonna have to let me know somehow, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> so he sounds like he just wants to make sure that he's given proper dues and proper attention. He's a, he's just, he's a little needy for some attention, that's it. <laughs> yep, and when he wants it, he makes himself known. I feel like it's kind of like a cat where when they want the attention, they'll jump up in your lap. He's that kind of guy. He's like, I'll be in the corner until I feel like you need me. <laughs> or maybe you don't need it. I want to make sure that you are aware that I'm here. Well, exactly. Um, big guy sounds amazingly interesting. It sounds actually kind of like if any of my friends that are running here are single, it kind of sounds like that guy that, you know, elusive guy where he may call you back, but the more you want him to call you back, likely he's not going to hit you up. So you got to play it cool <laughs> around the big guy, friends. But let's take our tour up to Mount Dora. We have a few more minutes here before we have our final push and then our cool down walk. And I'd love to explore some of that area, because as you mentioned, there's one of the oldest um, hotels in our Central Florida region in that area. And of course, Mount Dora just has a really cool vibe to me. Yeah, the Mount Dora tours are really interesting. Like I said, in my second year with the company, I'm picking up more tours. And this one is one I'm becoming more and more familiar with as time goes on. The surrounding area is very, very cute, a very quaint little downtown area. And most of our tours kind of have this underlying theme. And if you come on them, you'll kind of find them, whether you're in the downtown area or the Mount Dora area. And I won't spoil it for you because it's a lot of fun to kind of put it all together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, that area is just so beautiful. Now, the hotel uh, is one of the oldest consistently running hotels here in Florida. Um, and in that location, one of my favorite stories is that there was one of our U.S. presidents who stayed in the hotel. Ah, very interesting. See, folks, you always think of Florida. You think that we don't necessarily have some cool history. We do. We may not be the Northeast, but we still got some cool history. <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of cool, it was Calvin Coolidge oh, that stayed <laughs> in the presidential suite, uh, room 619. So Calvin Coolidge stayed there, and um, it is said that people don't like the picture of him in the room. So a lot of them will hang a sheet or a towel over the picture because they say it feels like the eyes are following them throughout the room. So of course you got your spooky picture in the room with eyes following you. A lot of people say they don't like to put their bare feet on the ground. And for some reason that is, you'd rather wear socks or shoes through the room. I don't know if it has something to do with the carpet and the texture of it, but a lot of people have reported they just don't feel comfortable putting their feet on the ground. Um, but one of the stories there is that there are two female spirits that appear in the room from time to time. And they're usually seen holding tea trays beside the bed. So you wake up in the middle of the night and there are these two girls standing there as if they were going to bring you tea in the morning. And you're like, why are you here? And then you realize they're not really not. there. <laughs> <laughs> and we do know that, uh, Calvin Coolidge was one to have tea served to him in his room. So he, um, when he would stay there, and I believe he made several stays at that location, uh, he had a couple of servants that would serve him tea there. Now, as far as our investigations go, 
there was a distinctive noise of the shower curtain sliding open by itself. And we were able to step into the bathroom and see that if the shower curtain that was once closed had slid open on its own. So it definitely has some energy there. When I went there, um, I felt a big pull towards the closet. I don't, I never really got any clarification for that. But when I was standing in the room, I definitely got that uneasy, like, I really don't want to touch the floor and the closet was weirding me out for sure. <laughs> That's fascinating. That's fascinating. I, I want to make a, just a couple of clarifications here, but I'm going to have our friends go ahead and push up in that final segment for about 60 seconds in three, two, and one. So what I'm hearing you say, Heather, from the big takeaway is that I have always heard that as a president, one of the perks is that you're chauffeured for the rest of your life and you have secret service detail. But now I'm hearing you say that even in the afterlife, you've got some presidential perks where you're going to have tea served to you around the clock. Is that what you're essentially saying? From my <laughs> investigation experience, I can tell you that it is definitely a possibility. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Definitely a possibility. Probably not enough reason for any of us to want to run for office anytime soon, but well, you could just visit with American Ghost Adventures. Don't bother getting involved with politics in that regard. You just have to enjoy a nice leisurely, maybe two hour, maybe even a four hour tour up there, and maybe you'll have tea served. Friends, you've done an absolutely great job. We're gonna pull it on down into our cool down walk, and then we can hear a little bit more about some of the other adventures you can have with this tour in three, two, and one. We're here for our final five minutes to cool it down nice and easy. Great work, friends. Heather, thank you so much. So do you have, is there somewhere that you still want to explore? So, I always want to explore different places. As a matter of fact, uh, in my own personal uh, investigations, I last year went up to Salem, Massachusetts, which was a great experience. Um, we are having some opportunities open up for us downtown, even here during the holiday season with Halloween coming up. Our tour, our, our guides actually will get to go on our own excursions and learn about new locations, possibly bringing them into the fold of the tours. Uh, but we have some experiences coming up uh, where we can explore more. But really, I love just going on the tours with my guests. They are some of the best investigators that we have outside of ourselves. You guys actually bring a lot of information to us and we do use your information. I have to write reports every night on my tours when I do them and all the investigative information, all the uh evidence if we found anything that's interesting that all gets documented and we eventually tailor our stories to become more accurate so we do try to entice more spirits to come out and play with us have you found that as you continue like when you have a guest who potentially opens up a new spirit who feels comfortable to attend that particular tour do you think that that ends, that helps them become more of a regular for the next tours or the following tours even if that guest isn't present or do you find that those people or those paranormal activities kind of come and go depending on the individual who's with you 
You know, that's a really good question, Christine. I think it does open up, you know, the gateway to be able to explore those spirits more because now we know how to address them or at least where to start. But what's funny about some of the spirits is they do come out when people remind them of other people. So uh, in the downtown area in particular in Orlando, I come across a lot of children's spirits. And when you come on the tour, you'll kind of learn why we uh, think we experience so many children hauntings down there, but you'll find that they will be attracted to teachers or mothers or even um, people of authority. I had one uh, gentleman who was a retired cop on my tour who had, a, it seemed like a little girl spirit followed him throughout the tour. He was able to talk to her in multiple locations and um, it was one of the four-hour tours, so while he was actually communicating with the dowsing rods and getting some pretty solid answers, we did have a REM pod go off right behind him as well, which a REM pod is kind of like a proximity meter, so it'll make noise and light up when something gets near it. That sounds absolutely like an incredible experience, and what I love more than ever is that now I feel like I have to go on all the tours because... The fact that you said that we learn more about why certain spirits are attracted to certain areas of the tours definitely is incredibly intriguing to me. And it also makes me wonder, like, what potential spirits would I attract? Um, I kind of feel like my, I'm shaped more with birthing hips, so I wonder if maybe some of the kids would feel comfortable around me, or if that would not at all be the case, because I'm definitely not a good teacher. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Heather, again, thank you so much. Friends, we are going to link American Ghost Adventures in episode notes along with their YouTube channel, Facebook. You can stay in touch with Heather there about us. You can see Heather. You can chit chat with her. You can learn more about her and the other guides and ambassadors. Of course, we welcome you to join along with us next time you're in town. And Heather, I cannot thank you enough for this opportunity to chit chat with you and get to know a bit more about Central Florida and our paranormal activity here. Thank you for having me, Christine. Do you mind if I say something at the end here? Yeah, go for it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for having me. I appreciate your time. I just want to remind you guys that we are the longest ghost running tour and locally owned here in Central Florida. Uh, our tours are highly customizable. We are kid friendly and time flexible. Uh, so make sure that you look for American Ghost Adventures as there are some cheap imitations out there we want you to be aware of. <laughs> I can already tell that this that your group is a world ahead apart from everybody else, head and shoulders apart from everybody else. So friends, you guys know I would only bring you the best here. Thank you so much for such a great workout and for running scared with Coach Christine.